0: she's tori
1: and he's nick
0: and this is i want to rewatch
1: in x-files adjacent podcast
0: special presentation
1: attack the block
0: <gasps> that's right it's another one of our UFO movies, sort of. This is alien adjacent. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, there is aliens or some kind of weird thing. Yes. Yeah. It was written and directed by Joe Cornish. It was screened at South by Southwest on March 12, 2011, and then released in the UK on May 11th 2011. A limited US release began on July 29th. It has a running time of 88 minutes.
0: And that is an hour and 28 minutes if you're one of those people. <laughs> and apparently it had a limited U.S. release because they were afraid that Americans wouldn't be able to understand the accents. <laughs> and there are reports that some theaters ran it with, like. Subtitles. I don't know that you can just do that as a theater. I think it has to be put on the film. So I don't know if they like requested specials. I don't, that may be bullshit. I'm not sure. Yeah. That's not just something you can just magically do. So, um, I yeah, watched it were... with
1: subtitles, but that's because I was also writing a oh, recap really? and I was trying to figure out who was who. And this, especially. Oh, I thought you meant
0: when you saw it originally. Okay. No, you know. you no, not, not when
1: it. I saw it originally, but okay. like when I watched it this time because, like, they don't really name, like, you they do name the characters as they go on, but like when it starts, they don't name them. And I was trying to figure out, and like sometimes the subtitle will say, Oh, this person's speaking. So that can make it a little easier to figure out. Also, that way I can kind of make sure I'm hearing correctly, like what they say, because like I have some audio processing problems and sometimes I miss hear or like I'll hear later. But if I'm trying to write a recap, I, you know, generally want to know what's actually being said and not just making it up. But I watch a lot of stuff with subtitles, mostly because like my air conditioning or my heat can be kind of loud. And so like it kicks on and then I can't hear anything. More and I'm like ah, I don't know what's going on. Like I watched The Last of Us with subtitles because like that the audio changes between like the zombies and the dialogue is like huge. It's like a gulf, and so at some point I'm just like fuck it, just tell me like let me read what you're saying because I may not hear it. So you know
0: I don't I don't watch or listen to anything and that's not headphones. So that's
1: yeah, headphones would probably help. I sometimes I watch stuff on my TV and so it's not super headphone easy, but
0: but they do they do have South so as we'll learn this is in london southeast london yes and so it they do have accents and actually the majority of the people in this were actually um got the job by getting like postings on like their high schools and stuff so they are actually like people who lived there they're not people putting on accents so yep yeah speaking of which
1: yeah so the main cast so we have moses who's played by john boyega He's probably most known for playing Finn in the third Star Wars trilogy. And this is his debut film. So, the first thing he ever did.
0: And it is actually, from what I understand, why he ended up getting the role of Finn in the Star Wars. I movies. can
1: see that. I think, so. I mean, spoiler, but he's incredibly good in this. So, I think he does a really good job. Mm-hmm.
0: He was only 18 years old, I believe, mm-hmm. when this. Yeah, and he fucking
1: made. killed it.
0: Yeah. We have Sam, who is played by Jody Whitaker. Who is probably best known for being the thirteenth doctor on Doctor Who. And also, she was born twenty days after Tori, so they are basically the same age.
1: Oh my god, she looks so much better than me. I gotta step up my game. (laughs) I gotta find out what moisturizer she's using immediately.
0: (laughs) And it is it is it is pronounced Whitaker, correct? I don't know. I've never heard her name said. I've only I've only read it. Okay. It is, yeah. That's what I assumed, but also it could be different because British or something, so mm-hmm. i was not
1: sure. Nope, that's correct. Pest is played by Alex Esmail. He also appeared in Strippers versus Werewolves in 2012, uh, though apparently it was not a big role, as it's not included in the first 18 cast members on IMDb's top cast.
0: Yeah, when you look at what else he's in, that's like the next thing that pops up is Strippers versus Werewolves. But then when you go to that page, he's not listed in the cast, like, yeah, show him.
1: I mean, so, a lot of like you said, a lot of these people were cast just for living in the area and being there, and so like this is their first, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they don't have a lot of other credits. So some of these people do, yeah. but most of them don't.
0: He's really good. He's actually my favorite character. I love. Oh
1: Dennis. yeah, like, okay, he's cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Dennis, who is played by Franz Drame. Yeah, I'm Drame
1: sure probably.
0: He is probably most known for playing Jefferson Jackson slash Firestorm in the DC franchise in Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow from 2015 to
1: 2017. Mm -hmm. Jerome is played by Leon Jones, and this is his only credit on IMDb.
0: Hmm. He's actually really good in this, I think.
1: He is, yeah. I thought so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Biggs is played by Simon Howard. And he only has two other credits, a straight-to-video movie, and then a short. So, again, not a lot.
1: Yeah. Brewis is played by Luke Treadaway. He has almost 50 credits over the last 18 years, but nothing that really stood out. Cornish based the character of Brewis on himself in his 20s, so... Yeah, a bit of a self obviously insert. Cornish wrote the
0: script. Yes, and directed it. So, yeah, yeah. This is his movie. And we should mention this is also Cornish. This was also Cornish's first like script and directing job. Mm-hmm. So this was like his. This is literally his first movie. So, High Hats is played by Jumaine Hunter.
1: Jumaine, yeah.
0: And he has forty credits in the last sixteen years, but again, nothing that really stood out to us. So, yeah.
1: And then there's Ron, who is played by Nick Frost who you have probably heard of. If you listen to all our bonus stuff, you have definitely heard us talk about him In Paul. He's done a lot of stuff with Simon Pegg. He was Mike in Spaced, Ed in Shaun of the Dead, Clive Gallings in Paul, PC Danny Butterman in Hot Fuzz, Andy in The World's End, and most recently, Gus in Truth Seekers. We've done an episode on one of those projects, Hall, and we'll be doing another one of them very soon so stay tuned that's incredibly exciting among other roles he also played Andre in Gallivant and Bertram in 10 episodes of Why Women Kill
2: hmm.
0: an unknown object streaks through the night sky below we see fireworks are set off around London for Guy Fawkes Day so it's November 5th remember remember the 5th of November Sam a nurse walks out of the Oval Station for the underground, talking on her phone with her mother. She tells her that she's walking home and that her shift ran over. As she gets to a less populated street, someone sets off some firecrackers and she looks around kind of scared, but she keeps going. Then she sees a gang of teenagers in front of her wearing bandanas over their faces. Two of them ride past her on bikes and then are obviously blocking her path and the other stand in the street in front of her. One of them, Moses approaches and demands her phone and her purse. And then after getting that, he demands her ring, which she insists isn't worth anything. And she's actually having trouble getting it off. And then they kind of have a little bit of a scuffle and she lands on the pavement. She pulls the ring off and hands it to them. But then up in the sky, there's something bright and it's coming right towards them. And it smashes into a parked car that's right next to them. So Sam takes the opportunity to run. Mm -hmm. She does. So they're kind of like, hey, she's getting away. And Moses is like, allow it. And then they kind of examine the car and one of them's like hey there might be stuff in there and they're like it was probably a firework and the other one was like it must have been a big firework so moses leans into the broken window to check the glove box if there's any valuables in there just stuff in the car you can steal right but something inside the car attacks him and it cuts his face and he flies backwards as the thing pounces but he manages to stab it and then it runs off and they're like oh my god that was like an orangutan or a dog or something and then Moses is kind of got his pride wounded because he's kind of like the leader, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's the tough guy, and his face has been cut. And so he decides they need to chase it down. So they follow it to nearby park where it's in like a shed like building. It might actually be like like a, a restroom, possibly. I'm yeah, I wasn't
1: sure. sure if it was meant to be like a bathroom. We don't see or the inside, shed. we see the yeah, outside. So it's by some swings. So but yeah. It may have been like a bathroom. It might be, or it might be like know. a gardening shit. I couldn't tell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pest one of the members of the group throws some fireworks into the shed and we hear squeals as the fireworks go off and then Moses goes in and then apparently he decides to like hey get in here and help me so they all rush in and they just beat the shit out of it and they basically kill it and then later they're arguing about whether it's a monkey and like how it fell from the sky and Pest is like it's an alien <laughs> and they're like well if it is it landed in the wrong place no one messes with the block and then they hold it up like like raw and they're all like the block, the block, the block and they chant. Mm-hmm. And then we get the opening title comes over, attack the block. But as the opening title is there, we see that there are a ton of other things falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. And it was very nice of them to allow us to keep our format of a teaser and then opening credits. So,
1: yes, you attack the block. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> then we see Sam at Windham Tower, which is the building where she lives. And she runs into an older woman who asks if she's all right, because obviously she's kind of messed up from the scuffle and, you know, not looking great. And the woman escorts her inside and gives her some tea. And they complain about the fireworks and how the police don't do anything about the teen hooligans. Meanwhile, the teen gang is dragging the body of the thing that they killed as they head down the street. Dennis is going through Sam's stuff, he's throwing some stuff away, and complaining that Moses always picks the poor ones. Although, I mean, if you're in your neighborhood of four people and that's where you're mugging people i mean that's going to be likely right
0: well i mean you figured maybe she was passing through right
1: yeah it's true i mean she yeah you never know jerome is on his phone as is Biggs, who assures his mom that he'll be home by 10 they reach a group of teen girls who ask what happened to moses's face and then they ask them about the thing they're dragging and so they're like oh yeah it fell from the sky um, they also run into two younger kids. These are Reginald and Gavin, and they're starting a dumpster fire. And they want to know about the alien thing, and they want to be called Probs and Mayhem, which you know they're these they're like eight to ten. They're small children, so they tell Reginald. Gavin
0: is nine and a half.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, nine and I mean they're they're in that age range, right? So there's the little yeah. kids, and they tell yeah. Reginald. I think
0: Reggie is probably younger than him.
1: So yeah, it's- yeah,
0: there's a scene where. Gavin is very adamant that he is nine and a half.
1: It's true. It's true. (laughs) So they tell Reg and Gavin to go home. And then they reach their building and they run into a guy at the elevator. This guy is Bruis, and they take the elevator up. They actually kind of push past him like he's waiting for the elevator and they fill it. And he just kind of looks it up and he's like, oh, get the next one. And so (laughs) then they go up. Meanwhile, the police interview Sam about the teens, asking if she remembers what they were wearing. She describes Moses' hat, but says that they were wearing scarves and hoods. So she didn't really get a look at any of their faces. They suggest she ride around in their van with them to see if they can find them like roaming the streets.
0: Because obviously there's a lot of people out in the streets tonight because it's Guy Fox Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Yeah. So the teens arrive at Ron's place and Ron examines the body, which they hang in his shower and he has no idea what it is. And at this point, Bruce has made it up to his apartment too because he was also coming to see Ron. And so they're kind of in the bathroom looking at it, and Ron is just like, maybe there was a party at the zoo and a monkey fucked a fish?
0: Which made me think of our honey swamp beast in search of episode, because one of the rumors is that uh, a chimpanzee fucked an alligator. Oh,
1: yeah. That is one of the rumors. (laughs) That's why I didn't even think of that. But yeah, basically, it's an ugly thing that doesn't look like anything that Ron has ever seen. Mm -hmm. In the living room, he tells the teens that they found some unknown creature and kicked its head in. So they all smoke weed and they talk about how this discovery is going to make them rich.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Moses kind of pulls Ron aside in the kitchen and asks if he can keep the body in the weed room while they figure out what to do with it. It's the safest place on the block. So they bring it to the weed room where a guy named Hi-Hats is cultivating weed with another guy named Tonks. Tonks at first thinks that it's like some kind of puppet. He kind of, because it does kind of look like maybe like a weird, deformed muppet of some sort. And Ron explains that Moses found it in the park and wants to keep it there for the night since he reckons it's worth some money. Hi hats ask for a closer look and then he puts his sunglasses on it, which I thought was really funny. And he laughs. He's like, ha ha ha. And they're just basically like, you know, fucking around. And then he gives Moses some drugs to sell and tells him it's time to move into the big leagues. Like mm-hmm. yeah. stop robbing people maybe and sell some drugs. Do some work for me. Or keep
0: robbing people, but also sell some drugs. <laughs>
1: Just, so, yeah, basically yeah. sell the drugs because I need them sold and you're you're here. You do it. Yeah.
0: So back in the flat, the rest of the gang starts razzing Moses and jumping on him because like he comes out smiling. So they realize like he's, he's moved up. Like he's, and they see like he's putting, he's sticking drugs in his sock and stuff. They're like, Oh, they like dog pile him. I'm like, Yeah, all right. Cause that's like a promotion mm-hmm. for them, right? Like, yeah, you made it, dude. Now you're in the big leagues, right? So then through the windows, they see more green streaks falling from the sky, more of those creatures, and they see one land in the park nearby. And Ron walks over and is like, lovely fireworks. And Dennis is like, nah, mate, it's an alien invasion. (laughs) So they're like, yeah, let's go, let's tool up. So they all head out to go get weapons and stuff and then leave Ron and Brewis like just looking around. (laughs) So they all run down the stairwells, like stopping in their apartments and they're getting weapons. They grab knives and bats and fireworks. And Dennis grabs, he has like samurai swords on the wall. And so he grabs a small one and then runs back and puts it back and grabs a bigger one. And then as he's leaving, his dad is like, you got to take out Pogo. And he's like, no, nah. but then he has to. So he grabs his dog and he takes his dog with him. So mm-hmm. back outside, they have bicycles. And then there are also some of them are running. They don't have bicycles. And Dennis actually has a scooter. So like Pogo is in like a little box on the back of the scooter. Mm-hmm. And so like a motorized Vespa Cass-
1: scooter, not like a kick foot scooter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then Reggie and Gavin like chase up after them because they see them. And in the park, they find a burning meteor. And the thing inside looks a lot different than the thing they killed. It has like big claws and big teeth. And it's like triple the size. So they're like, let's go. Biggs is like, I want to go home. And just like, "Mm mm-mm. And Dennis's dog runs off to bark at something. Then they see something on top of a tower nearby, and Jerome can't see it. So they're like, dude, put your glasses on. So he puts his glasses on, and he sees it, and then we hear the dog whimper Aww. and kind of yelp out. And Dennis is like, Pogo! But they hold him back, and then the thing appears in front of them, and it, like, it looks like it's in shadow, but like it's, it looks like it has glowing eyes, but it's actually glowing teeth they don't they're like those are eyes and opens his mouth and it's all like these like day glow teeth but the thing itself it's like it absorbs light like it's like the black is black like mm-hmm. it's like a walking shadow so they all turn and run and then as they run away reggie and gavin have caught up to them and they're like aliens run and so they're like what and again these are like little kids like Reggie might be like seven or eight and of course Gavin is like I'm nine and a half but they like oh and then they see it and they also haul ass Mm -hmm. so so then they're like on their bikes and they're running and obviously Dennis has a scooter but then a police van comes behind them and turns on its lights and sirens and starts chasing them down and then like Moses like I'm not sure if they bump him or if he just wrecks but like his bike wrecks and then like, the others run and drop out of sight, and the police, like, grab Moses and frisk him. They find his knife, which you can't have because knife crime is a big deal in the U.K., especially in London. They find Sam's phone. Not good. And then they also find the drugs in his sock. Mm-hmm. So they tell him he's under arrest on suspicion of robbery and possession of a Class A drugs. And they open the van, and we see that Sam is inside that van. So she IDs him, and she's like, um, you know, the rest of them are, like, up on that walkway up there, right? because they're all hiding up there so
1: yeah they're all hiding on this overpass walkway and she points it out to the police who i don't know they don't really say anything so i don't know if they care
0: or even know but yeah
1: so from the overpass the teens watch moses being led to the van and they see the thing with glowing teeth running down the sidewalk then they see another one of those things scale a building and climb onto the roof Sam is put in front of the van and she sees the creature in the rearview mirror. It jumps one of the police officers. The other officer goes to see what happens and is attacked. And we just see like blood splatter all over the side of the van. It's just like, gosh. So Sam, terrified, moves deeper inside of the van away from the front windows. And she ends up in the back and there's like this um, half the van is like caged off. So you can put like perpetrators in there. And so Moses is in the caged area, the jail cage, and she's like up against it. And he's like right next to her, but behind the bars. And they both stare at the roof because the creature has hopped on top of the van and they can hear it up there. So Moses bangs on the bars and he's like demanding that Sam let him out because that thing is like coming through the roof right on top of where he is. And he's like locked in this cage. So you don't want that. Meanwhile, Pess throws a firework off the overpass near the van and it explodes under the van and the creature squeals. Dennis says, this is for Pogo, and he drives a scooter down the street and pulls out his sword. He reaches the van and tries to attack the creature and manages to fall inside the van. He opens the cage and lets Moses out. Sam runs into the cage like it's safer. Really close to the door behind her. So as soon as Moses is out, she's like in there. Uh, but the police left the keys in the van, so Dennis drives the van away, and he hits the creature and speeds off. Hmm. Exciting. That's a- yeah. Action. Yeah. yeah.
0: So then we see Bruce and he's heading down to his car, and he's walking down the street, and he like turns off the alarm, and we see the car lights go off. But it is the car that got hit by the first creature that landed, so it's all... <laughs> the roof is smashed in and the windows are all broken. The car alarm still works, though, so that was good. didn't go off when the meteor went through it, so not a spectacular alarm. But, you know, bad luck for him. And he hears a police siren, and so he dies pies on bushes. Because, obviously, he's, he's probably carrying if he's not dealing. I don't know if he's a dealer. I think he's just a user because he seems to be like he doesn't live around that area. He kind of imports in for the drugs, I uh-huh. think. So... So but he's he's probably carrying at least so he jumps behind also he's probably high as fuck. Yes. So and then he calls Ron on his phone and is like someone petrol bombed my dad's car and there are police everywhere. And he's like I got to come back. And so Ron has binoculars and he's at the window and he's checking for police and he's like well there's some you know fire I think you're fine so Bruce decides to head back. Yeah. So then we see Dennis he's still driving the van and they go into the parking garage of the building. But then they end up with a head-on collision with hi-hats and Tonk because they're leaving. And they panic because they just crashed into a police car. And they are undoubtedly carrying it.
1: So. 100%, yes. Yeah,
0: and have, uh, well, we'll find out for sure, have weapons. And so they're like, uh, oh, panic. But then Tonk realizes, like, that's not the police. There's teens at the wheel. So, like, in the van, Sam's like, let me out of the cage. And so Dennis opens it. And she's like, what were those things? And he's like, probably aliens. And they tell her she should go home before things get more dangerous. And Moses asked if she's going to thank them for saving her life as she's leaving. And she's like, my fucking hero. And then runs off because she's not really happy. I mean, you know, they mugged her.
1: Yeah, they mugged her. I mean, she's, yeah, of course she's not happy with them. I would not be either.
0: Yeah. So Hi-Hats has a gun and is pissed. Because they wrecked his car, basically, Mm -hmm. and then brought this police van in, which obviously the police are going to be heading in. Yes. And this is where he does all his drugs in this building. (laughs) So this is not great. So And so, like, you know, he's got his gun out. And also he just gave, like, Moses drugs to sell. And then now this shit's going on. So what's happening? And Pest is like, we're being chased by a big alien gorilla wolf motherfuckers. Like, (laughs) you won't believe this. And Hi Hats is not convinced, but Tonks is kind of nervous. And, like, he's like, Look, that one is, like, still handcuffed. And they stole a police van. The police are going to be all over this. So, like, Hi Hats, like, raises his gun because he's still going to, like, shoot Moses, I guess. And then, so they all whip out, like, their bats and swords and shit. And Hi Hats laughs at them. And then Pest is like, Dude, it's like, if we were making this up, wouldn't we have come up with something better than aliens? And then Hi Hats doesn't like him saying alien and puts a gun in his face. So he asks him some more questions and. Pest has to not use the word aliens, Um, but anyway, and then he's like, there's one on the roof of the parking garage, like right back there, like they can hear it. And then we see it drop down from the ceiling. So Tonk is like, there is something there. And so Hi-Hat sends Tonk to investigate. Tonk does not want to go, Uh -uh, but Hi-Hat pulls the gun on him. And so Tonk has to go. So. Pick your friends, people. Mm-hmm. He walks over to where it was, and he looks around, and there's nothing there because it, like, it looked like it had dropped down behind the car. And so he's about to say, like, it's all clear. But then the alien attacks him from the side and knocks him to the wall, and we see it rip out his throat. So Hi-Hat starts shooting at it, and then everyone else runs. And Hi-Hat yells after them, but then we hear another alien squeal because he killed the one that was at Tonks. But then we hear another one, and so he gets into his car. Yes. So.
1: Ooh. So Dennis uses some bolt cutters to cut the cuffs off Moses. And Jerome points out that police vans have beacons, but Pess says if this is happening all over, the police are going to be way too busy to come looking for the van right now. So they're probably okay. Moses suggests they need to get back into the block like none of this ever happened. So they put on their hoods and bandanas and race away on their bikes or the ones that have bikes. Yeah, there's run along. <laughs> And we see that an alien is watching them from the alley. As they go under an overpass, one of the alien beasts jumps down and chases after them. So they split up and we see one of the aliens is chasing Biggs and Jerome. And Biggs jumps off the overpass to try and get away. Meanwhile, another alien is chasing Dennis on his scooter. Biggs jumps into a trash can. like It's like a small dumpster thing to escape and like hide. And Pestages his bike and runs. We see the others have made it inside the building as Pest is running for the door. They pull him inside, but the alien crashes through the glass and it bites Pest's ankle. And they manage to beat it off with a bat and drag him away from the door. But as they run down the hall, the door crashes and Moses sees like the wood splinter. So like, yeah, not good. (laughs) Inside, Sam, who was just ahead of them, opens her apartment. And they all force their way inside because, like, she's got an open door and they just, like, rush in. So she runs into the bedroom and shuts the door. But when she's inside, she realizes that her phone, it's one of those, like, portable phones. Um, It's not a cell phone. It's like, you know, you used to have, like, the base that you would put it on and then it was, like, a cordless phone. And the cordless phone is not on the charging base. So she does not have her phone in her bedroom, probably. So she looks around for a weapon and she comes out brandishing a guitar and she tells them, get out of my fucking flat. Moses tells her to calm down and Dennis says he saw her ID. She's a nurse. She can help Pest. Sam's like, you think I'm going to help you after you attacked me and robbed me and set those dogs on me? Pest is like, you think those are dogs? They're aliens. And Sam's like, they're not aliens. I don't know. I don't know. It's just the teens are right, but I just think it's funny because if someone, if this were happening to me, I would be like Sam. I'd be like, "Come on, that's that freaking absurd."
0: You whip out your inner skull and be like, "There's no such thing as aliens." I know. I'd be like,
1: "No, there's no <laughs> aliens." I, I would believe later, but yeah. Jerome says, "Whatever they are, they're inside the block." Dennis says, "Yeah, we're all on the same side now." So Sam puts down the guitar and reaches for the phone, but Moses grabs it and says, no feds. It's their problem now. And he takes the batteries out of the phone. Sam tells them they need help and he and Pess need to go to the hospital or their wounds might get infected. Moses just kind of looks at her and tells her to fix Pess. But Sam looks pained and uncertain.
2: Mm.
0: So up in ron's flat ron and brewis are they're just like there's like a really long scene and they're just like sitting there and they're not moving Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they both exhale (sighs) they got a bong and they're stoned out of their minds and brewis is like what if those kids are right and there is some kind of invasion going on and the police are out there he's like i can't get busted again and ron is like you've been busted Bruce says he left some skunk in his jeans in the laundry, and his mom's underwear came out smelling of it. And his dad got a whiff, and he figured it out. He cut off his allowance. And then Bruce was like, "Next time it'll be my test." He says it weird. He doesn't say testicles. He's like testicles or something. I can't. I don't <laughs> remember how he says it, but it's very strange. I don't know if that's a British thing or not. Ron says even if it was an alien invasion, they're four feet high. They're blind. And one got kicked to death by a group of kids. Like, we've got nothing to worry about.
1: <laughs> yeah. I got to say, Bruce's dad sounds like a real, real class A parent. He's threatened <laughs> to cut off his testicles and stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know that his dad threatened that or if that's just Bruce saying, like, that's what's going to be next. Like, he's going like, to he's yeah. being, like, hyperbolic. But got, he didn't say, he said, he just said, and next time it'll be my testicles. Yeah, I got
1: the impression so, that that was maybe the threat made. But it's hard to say. I mean, his dad lets him use his car. And his, his car, his dad's car is now wrecked. So, I don't know. He's going to be in trouble either yeah. way.
0: And we saw him on the phone earlier. it's was like, yes, I promise I'll have the car back by, you know, whatever time o'clock. So, yeah. Not
1: happening, clearly. So,
0: yeah. So then... We get a little bit of alien vision and not like X-Files alien vision. It's just like we get like the point of view of the alien. Although I guess maybe not, because the aliens are blind. They don't have eyes. So I think we we just get get their
1: point of view. view. Yeah, the camera point of view of like there's something watching or you know in the hall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so we're back inside Sam's flat and she's cutting like the leg of pest's pants to like be able to get to his wound. And he's like apologizing for messing up his couch, and she's like, Don't worry about it. And he's like, I can take these off if you want. And she's like, No, and she's like, I'm wearing like clean Calvin Klein's like today. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, no, it's fine. I don't need to see you here. <laughs> it's
1: kind and of funny because like, he's definitely hurt? trying to flirt and he's not doing a good job because he's yeah. a kid. And she's like, Yeah, no,
0: <laughs> yeah. So then she's like, Does this hurt? And like, print, you know, it was bending, shit. he's like, Oh, hurt her. Ah, so yeah. And so she's like, well, looks like you've torn a few minor arteries and you might have a fracture. Like, you need to get it treated. And so Moses is like, well, then do it. And she's like, I can't. I don't have the skill and I don't have the equipment. I only just graduated and I missed class on alien bite day. So she's being
2: kind of sorry. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: So <laughs> then she tells Moses to hand her a pillow so she can put it against the wound. Actually, I thought she was going to just lift his leg up to like have yeah. blood, so, like you no know, for blood flow thing. But it turns out she's gonna strap it to his leg. But like at first he won't do it. He kinda like, like I'm not gonna listen to you. But then he finally gives it to her and then she's like strapping on his leg and presses is like, ah, cause she's pressing hard on it kind of thing. And then Jerome is like, oh, I've actually, I've seen you around the, the, the block a bit. I didn't know how long have you lived here? So they're trying to make small talk. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't wanna live here anymore. I hate this neighborhood. And they're like,
1: why don't you like this neighborhood? <laughs> She. I wonder I wonder why (laughs) because I get mugged by my teen neighbors yeah that's a good reason
0: yeah but then something bangs against the door of the flat so Moses like slowly walks through the door and he's got like a aluminum bat Dennis is behind him and Moses kind of looks through the peephole and it kind of looks pretty clear and everyone's waiting and then Moses looks again And then the creature is like, whoa, so like jump scare. And we see like the glowing teeth and the thing. So Moses jumped back into the wall and they all retreat to like a living, some other like main room. So like there's like the entry room and then there's another room that has a closing door. So it's it's kind of a nice flat, Mm -hmm. some little houses or something. Yeah. And they close that one. And then Jerome is like, how did it find us here? There's like 160 doors on this floor. So. Sam picks the guitar back up and tells them whatever gang war they're involved in, leave her out of it. And Dennis is like, this has nothing to do with gangs. And then the Pest is like, or drugs, or rap music, or violent video games, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> all the things that make kids go bad, right?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, man. That's why he's my favorite. He oh, yeah. Has a lot of lines he does. Like. Yeah.
1: He has some really good lines. He is, like, very witty. And he's, Yeah. He's a funny kid.
0: Also, he's he's wearing one of those like sh- I don't know, I'm gonna say sherpa hat. It's not really a sherpa hat, but they're like the the hat with like the little dangling thing. And my wife is one, and we call it her Eliza Thornberry hat from like the Wild Thornberries because mm. wear one of those. So I think I think they're actually like South American or, or like Peruvian or something. But yeah, you guys have undoubtedly seen them. But yeah. he's wearing that like for almost the entire movie. He takes it off towards the end, but he's wearing that the
1: mm-hmm. whole time. So. So one of the inky alien creatures crashes through the window in the wall partition and lands in the kitchen. So Moses grabs the sword from Dennis and he runs toward it and the creature runs at him but impales its head on the sword. So now they've like killed one of them, which is probably good. So they all gather around it and Pest is like, is that a dog? You know, like sarcastically, because obviously it's not. And Sam agrees. Okay. Yeah, that's obviously not a freaking dog. And then they all comment on how black the creature's fur is, because like Nick said earlier, it's like ink, and it seems to absorb light, and it makes it really hard to see.
0: Yeah, Dennis is like, it's even blacker than my cousin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then suddenly they all look around, and Sam is gone. And we see Sam is walking hurriedly down the corridor of the building. But then the lights kind of flicker and go out, and there's an alien hissing from somewhere. So she turns around and she sees the teens come out of her flat and they're in the hall. She looks ahead and hears more hissing. So she turns around and marches back to them. And she tells them that wherever they're going, she's coming with them. And Dennis is like, no way. She's annoying. (laughs) But Pess is like, don't be a prick. I need the nurse. Do you want me to die? (laughs) She tells them her name and they all introduce themselves. And then she kind of looks expectantly at Moses who like to basically the asking, like, can I come with you? And he basically just says, You're gonna need a weapon.
0: Yeah, because Moses doesn't introduce himself. She's like, and you must be Moses. I guess maybe because she heard the name or something. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't respond.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah. So they all turn and start down the hall. And Sam ducks into her flat, grabs a knife, and then follows after them. So a car rolls down the street past the scene where there's like lots of cops and a passenger rolls up his window. They pull into an alley where Hi-Hats is waiting and the guys get out of the car and they give Hi-Hats a gun. Obviously, he has asked for them to bring him this gun and they give it to him and they tell him that things are crazy out there right now. We should chill and lay low. But Hi-Hats is having none of it. He yells at them to get in the car and then he gets into the driver's seat as he drives he's like he's driving but he's like not paying attention to where he's going very well and he's just like turning around and he's ranting about these teens and how they smashed up his car and told some story about aliens or some shit and then this big gorilla wolf motherfucker came down from the ceiling and tore Tonks' neck out and then like one of them is like so it was a dog then and Hi-Hat's like I don't give a fuck what it was I shot it and it died and then he turns back to the road and he's like singing along to the radio and the two guys in back just kind of exchange a look and they both just put on their seat belts at the same time because like he's singing but it's like to this like violent rap song and he's clearly like driving a little bit unhinged and
0: well and it's his rap song is because when we first meet him he's like hey this is like this is my new thing and like he that's him <laughs> yes, singing yeah. the song and so he just listens to only that and like just sings with himself yeah so
1: this yeah. scene just cracks me up because the reactions of the two friends like they clearly know and I don't even know if they're friends but they they're acquainted with this guy and they clearly yeah, I don't know. think
0: they're friends. I think they're just business associates. <laughs> he's,
1: he's like unhinged and his story sounds deranged like he's just talking and they're they're probably like, is he high? Like what's happening? And then like, they're stuck in the car with him. So they just kind of like slowly buckle their seatbelts. <laughs> you can just see their faces. They're like, this is not a good situation. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't think the word friend yeah. is the right word. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're probably Henchman right. Henchman, underleams, yes, something. that is yeah.
1: closer to the reality, yep. Yeah.
0: So back inside the block, the group with Sam head up the stairwell, and Sam has got her knife, and it's like a bony knife or something from the kitchen, right? Just a standard, like, knife you would have in the kitchen. And Pest tells her, he's like, it's four years for possession with an offensive weapon. And she's like, I think the situation is different. And he's like, is it? Walking around waiting to get jumped seems like any other day in the ends to me. And then they're like, where, like, where is he taking us? Because Moses is obviously leading them somewhere and is told they're going to Tia's flat. And she's like, why would they be safer there? And Moses says, you wouldn't ask that if you've seen them girls fight. So, <laughs> okay. Biggs calls Dennis because remember Biggs is in the bin outside, right? Yeah. He like jumped in that bin and he's still in that <laughs> bin outside. And they're all like. Biggs is alive right because dennis answers the phone and he's hiding in the bin and one of the alien things like is standing guard outside and like is like paralytic like smashing into the bin trying to get to him so they can't i guess it can't open the lid it just i don't know why but anyway and he's like y'all gotta come rescue me and dennis is like there's creatures inside the block and you're the only one with the phone credit so you gotta call everyone and tell them to stay inside and then that he says they'll call him back when they get to Tia's. And then the alien slams into Biggs' dumpster again. He's like, ah! <laughs> oh. Then Biggs calls one of the girls, Dimples, and tries to tell her that the thing was that they killed was real. And now there are bigger ones and they need to get back up. And the guys are heading to Tia's. But he's, like, talking super fast and almost making no sense. And she's kind of like doesn't care and she kind of like actually gives the phone she's with tia she's at tia's and she like gives the phone to tia for a minute and tia's like whatever because Biggs is apparently tia's cousin as well Mm -hmm. so anyway complicated and then dimples is like phone me later when you're not playing xbox and just hangs up on him
1: (laughs) because he's like ranting about creatures and aliens and attacking (laughs) and like trying to warn her and she's just like okay yeah sure whatever sounds like video games
0: So then we see Reggie and Gavin, and they're moving down the hall, and they encounter everybody, and they're surprised that Reggie and Gavin survived <laughs> because, you know, they ran past them and It's like, aliens run, and they're little kids, right? So aliens probably got them. Reggie insists they don't answer those names. It's Prov's and Mayhem. And then Gavin, a.k.a. Mayhem, says that they encountered the aliens, and they got tools. And Reginald has, like, this big old super soaker, but Gavin pulls out, like, a pistol, like a snub nose. And Sam is like, oh, my God, he's so young. And this is where he's all like, I'm nine and a half, because she thinks he's like six. (laughs) Dennis grabs the gun, and they fight for a little bit, but he takes the gun away. And then Moses tells them to go home, lock their door, do their homework, and watch Naruto. So (laughs) as they leave, Gavin is like, I need that gun back. It's my cousin's. But they like, you know, whatever. You still got a super soaker. You think water's going to kill those things? And Reg looks at Gavin. He's like, ain't water in it is it and then they smile and walk away Mm -hmm. so i don't know what's in that super soaker
1: yeah i don't know possibly setting something up for later
0: possibly it's check off super soaker
1: (laughs) so at tia's dimples tries to tell the gang to go away but then tia lets them in so they close the apartment door and there's a security door outside it so they close that too (laughs) and then inside the apartment pest looks out the window and notes that there's only one helicopter out there and it's police not military whatever is happening it isn't even london wide it's localized yeah in your head one of the girls says, <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny line Dimples is like what kind of alien would attack some shitty building in south london and then like they're all kind of just you know fucking around like teens do and they start singing and sam stands and she's annoyed and she tells them that there's a dead one in her flat on the first floor they can go look if they don't believe her the girls ask moses when he started going out with his maths teacher but sam tells them that these guys robbed her and then that they believe they're like oh yeah these guys would rob you that's something they would do Pess is like it's cool she fixed his leg they saved her from aliens it's all good now And Sam is still clearly not on that page. She's upset. And she's like, five of you with a knife against one woman? Fuck off. So yeah, she's not feeling the love yet, necessarily. But Jerome tells her that they were as scared as she was. And Tia's not happy to hear about the robbery and the blade. And she tells Moses that he's a waste. Like, she's like, come on, dude. This isn't cool. You're wasting your life. You're you're not being good. Sam says they need to call the police and then she'll tell them the truth. But Tia points out they won't arrest Sam. She's a white woman, not said, but implied. But they will arrest the teen boys. And then Dennis points out for the murder of two police officers, vehicle theft, and everything in the ends that happened tonight. It'll all basically be blamed on them. Pest says they arrest them for nothing already. Moses reckons that the fed sent the creatures anyway, probably bred them to kill black boys. First they sent drugs to the ends, then they sent guns, now they sent monsters to kill us. We ain't killing each other fast enough, so they decided to speed up the process. Mm. And to be honest, like, this is the point where this movie, I was like, oh shit, this movie's like, just saying a lot of stuff that's super true. (laughs) Because yeah, like, why wouldn't you think that? Like, God knows police and governments have done worse things. To black neighborhoods and especially to black teens so yeah yeah
0: so pest is smoking a joint and tia tells them to do it at the window and she gets up to open the window pulled back the curtains and then her face drops and she's like excuse me what is that everyone jumps up and we see two of the super like light absorbing inky black alien creatures with their glowing teeth at the window so a bunch of them rush back, but Dennis puts on his helmet and he pulls out that gun he stole from Gavin. Moses is like, you can't take on two fam. And Dennis is like, watch me. And he fires it at the window, but it's it just goes click, click, click. And he's like, shit, it is a toy. And then the creatures burst through the glass, and one of them pounces on Dennis and gets its fangs like jammed in the helmet. Like,
1: oh, like yeah, boom. it's bad. It's bad. Because those helmets are, you know, pretty thick, and it just like. <laughs> Right through it.
0: And he's screaming for Moses to help him, and then everyone watches helplessly as he stops screaming and his helmet flies across the room. Probably with his head still in it, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So Moses is huddled behind the couch and the creatures start to come towards him. Tia grabs a like a like a floor lamp and she smashes it and breaks the top off in the bulb, and then like stabs the creature. So it's almost like a like a like a because it's still plugged in so it's all kind of it, and then it chases her into the room and then her and dimples go in there but like it starts to attack and she's still, like still trying to get it with the lamp and then dimples like throws a sheet over it and they just start wailing on it like tia's got that lamp stick and then dimples has got like a ice skate uh-huh. like a boot and is whacking it with the blade of the boot so they finally actually kill it meanwhile moses gets his composure back and he stands up And he raises the sword, because there's still one in in the room, right? But when he raises it, he goes back too far, and it sticks into the wall. And he can't get it out. And the creature is right in front of him, like, almost like that, like, Ripley and the alien picture that you see Mm -hmm. all the time. It's kind of like that. They're, like, face to face. And then you're like, "Uh uh-oh. But then, boom, this knife, like, jams up through its head, and it's Sam. She, like, got it and chucked it through the chin and killed it. Mm, It's dead yeah so, good job Sam
1: yeah and she saved Moses pretty brave too because man I don't know if I could shove my arm close to that thing to stab it through the mouth but she does
0: yeah so then we see high hats and he's found Reggie and Gavin outside and ask where Moses is and he's like oh you know they call he called. have you guys seen him he called me for backup to help fight the aliens blam 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 obviously he's lying to them because mm-hmm. he wants to kill Moses but <laughs> they point up to Tia's window. Where these all like, you know, glowing lights and the windows obviously busted out and the curtains are flapping out into the air that kind of thing. So who knows where to go.
1: So inside Tia's, everyone is freaking out over Dennis's body. So the girls tell Moses they shouldn't have killed that little alien because now the big ones are going for him. Actions have consequences and everywhere Moses goes, bad things happen. And they're like, stay away from us, Moses. Moses does look genuinely distraught, and he even has, like, this tear running down one cheek, so he obviously is pained by this. And obviously his friend is dead, so there's a lot going on. It's intense.
0: Yeah, because Dennis is the first one to die, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he is the first no one else one has, no else.
0: No one else has died. I mean, the police have died.
1: Police have but... died and Pest got bit, but none of their group has died until now. Yeah. They thought Biggs was dead, but clearly we're wrong. So, But then he wasn't, yeah. So, yeah. And then there's another alien hiss from outside. They go into the hall. Moses tells Sam and the others they should leave. He doesn't want anyone else to die. Jerome protests, but then the elevator opens. Hi Hats is in it along with his two cronies, and he starts shooting immediately, like open fire. So they all run down the hall, fleeing the gunfire. And Hi Hats follows, but the creature who came through Tia's apartment burst through the security door into the hall in front of him and he kind of like gets kind of cocky and thinks it'll be an easy kill because like he's not really worried about it and he killed that one who like attacked Tonks or whatever so he starts shooting but the bullets don't really do anything and we see that his two cronies have retreated to the elevator and they're like come on dude come on so he runs back into the elevator but before the door can shut The creature bounds forward and jumps inside. And then the doors close with all of the men screaming and the creature inside with them. Mm. Not good. Not a good situation. Big, still in the dumpster, calls Dennis and leaves a voicemail telling him that people have tried to come help, but the feds have a perimeter around the area. And we should clarify, I think by feds, they're just referring to the police. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like here where you have like. Because
0: well, at one point, too, they're talking about like when they the alien, like the, the FBI will come and steal it. And they're like,
1: this is the, this is UK. They don't FBI dumbass. So... <laughs> FBI here. But basically, the police have a perimeter around the area so people can't get in to help. He says he can't stay in the dumpster much longer and he'll see Dennis on the other side. Then he opens the lid of the little dumpster, but one of the creatures is outside and attacks the dumpster, so he slams the lid shut again, and is just like, why won't someone flip and rescue me? And I'm not gonna lie, this made me tear up a little bit, just because he's leaving a voicemail for someone that he doesn't know is dead, and I just, that's always just really sad to me. So yeah, it made me, made me tear up a little bit.
0: When he's like, I'll see you on the other side.
1: Yeah, so. and he doesn't, ugh, doesn't know, doesn't know he's already there. So then we see the girls running down the hall too. I mean, I guess you can't really stay in the apartment once the windows are blown out and there's dead ones everywhere. So I guess they got to go somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Bruis meanwhile, is walking down the hall in the building and the lights go out. And he's high, obviously, because he just left Ron's and they were high last time. And he's kind of singing to himself. And the lights come back on. And he seems kind of weirded out. And he's kind of turning in a circle. And so he hits the elevator call button. And the doors open and we see like the floor as the doors open and there's bloody bodies on the floor, including one of the creatures, but Hi-Hats is standing at the door covered in blood and looking kind of messed up, as you imagine would be a little bit. And Brewis just stares at him and Hi-Hats walks out and he stops in front of Brewis and is like, better get the next one, blood. And then he walks on. Brewis looks appropriately horrified and then starts to hyperventilate, and then he's like he's slamming the elevator call button. And I have to say, when the door opened, and hi- I was there, I was like, "God damn it! I fucking hate high hats." And I'm like, "He's like, what is he fucking invincible? What the hell? Come on!" <laughs> but anyway,
1: yeah, I don't know. He somehow got the upper anyway. hand while the creature was mauling his cronies.
0: Not, not a fan of high hats. Anyway. No,
1: I don't think you're supposed to be, and I'm definitely not either.
0: Yeah. So, Bruce gets in the elevator. And then while he's in there, he hears, like you hear, like, shouting and stuff outside. And then the elevator stops, and the doors open, and then everyone runs in. And the doors close, before. and there's a creature chasing them, but the doors close before the creature can get in. So, whew, yay. And Sam is like, who was shooting at us? And they're like, it was hi-hats. And then she's like, why was he shooting at us? And Jerome says his friend got eaten, and he's a bit vexed by it. And I kind of know how he feels, because, like, the creature is, like, <laughs> slamming against the elevator doors. <laughs>
1: Well, so, also, his friend got killed by one of the creatures, too. So, like, he totally can relate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, and Drum is kind of like, like, Drum is that kid that you wouldn't expect. Like, honestly, not a lot of them are, like, the kids you expect to be, like, in a roving gang, like, robbing people. But he's definitely, like, the kid who, like, probably gets good grades in school and, like, wears glasses and stuff. He's very, and he, like, speaks proper and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. So, Bruce is like, what's going on? What's chasing this? And, like, why is that elevator full of uh, bits of dead people? he's like and also what like they're going up and he's like no we need to go down we need to go down and Moses is like we're not going down there's all sorts of things down there to get me we're going to Ron's weed room and Sam is like what's Ron's weed room and Bruce is like it's a room full of weed and it's Ron's but it's good it's like Fort Knox so
1: <laughs> I thought that was a really well-written yeah. exchange he's like what's Ron's weed room <laughs> it's a weed room was a room full of weed, and it belongs to Ron. What What would you expect? Yeah, no, I thought it was good. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then we see Reggie and Gavin again, and they're outside. They're hunting aliens, but they're kind of disappointed because, like, all the aliens seem to be gone. And then Reggie notices they're actually scaling the walls of the tower, and there are a lot of them.
1: Yeah, there's just like ink blotches yeah. all over the side of the building, so there are uh, a ton. Yeah, the elevator opens on the nineteenth floor. They huddle inside and they kind of scope out the hall to kind of see what's going on. And there are two alien creatures at the far end. Brewis is like, I'm too high for this shit. And they rush out and they duck behind a wall. Pest lights some of his fireworks and sends them shooting down the hall at the creatures. And then the fireworks explode and the creatures screech and wail. And then Moses heads down the hall with a lit firework. He's kind of using it I don't know if he's more using it as a flashlight or as, like, a potential weapon, but he's got it, like, leading the way.
0: Well, it's a Roman candle, so it's periodically, like, shooting little fireballs. Okay, so that might so. be
1: part of why. And they turn on the lights, but the hall is very smoky, so you can't really see very well. And Moses is, you know, shooting that Roman candle. And Jerome and Brewis fall behind. And then Bruis hears an alien, and he bolts. So, Jerome is left alone in the smoke-filled hall, and he can't really tell which way to go, and he can't tell which way the alien noises are coming from either. So, it's just kind of really scary, actually. And he hears a shriek, and then he falls down, and he can't see anything, and he calls for Pest and Moses. Pest heads back to look for Jerome, and Moses calls, like, creatures are coming up the stairs, so, like, we gotta, you know, get going, And someone grabs Pest's leg, and Pest looks down, and it's Jerome, but his face is scratched, like, open, like, torn open with claws, and he's spitting blood. And then the alien creature behind him bites him and pulls him back, and Pest screams, and he falls. So Sam grabs him and gets him up and pulls him along, and Pest is calling, They got Jerome! They reach Moses, and Moses hesitates, but they all finally rush up the stairs and bang on Ron's door.
0: Yeah, and at some point in here, I don't remember exactly where, Brewis joins the group again, Yes, but in the process gets whacked with a bat because yeah. no one can see anything, Yes, and so... <laughs> gets hit in the face with a baseball bat yeah so his face is kind of fucked up now too yeah
1: <laughs> listen if that's the worst that happens to you in this situation you're probably in good shape especially if you're high as shit yeah. and don't have any weapons and don't know what you're doing so he's kind of lucky actually. yeah so as i said they're banging on ron's door and pest pleads to be let in saying it's the only safe place left in the block ron says he doesn't know about that and we see that high hats has a gun on him so probably not that safe uh, but he lets them in only for them to be met by Hi-Hat's gun. Ron kind of mumbles an apology and closes the door. hi hats holds the gun on Moses and tells him he killed that thing and brought those creatures into the ends. But while hi Hat's is talking, Moses and the others see glowing teeth at the window behind him. And there's like several of those creatures. And so Moses reaches for his sword and they try to tell Hi-Hat's But he cocks his gun and he's going to shoot Moses and he's like ranting. He's like, it's my block. Get it? And Moses is like, not really. And the camera pulls back and we see that the window is just like filled with creatures. So the aliens shriek and Hi-Hats finally turns around and sees them. And while he's (laughs) looking the other way, the others bolt for safety and Hi-Hats starts shooting in their direction. And the aliens burst in behind him and dogpile him and tear him apart.
0: Yay! Good fuck high hats. I fucking hate high
2: hats.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. not not a good guy. Nope.
0: Yeah, and we get to see like his face like kind of ripped off and stuff. So yeah. yeah. So the others are holed up in the weed room. And the body of the one that Moses killed is in there. And it's kind of covered in like a white, almost like it's like a fungus growing on or something. It's kind of like a white, like little furry film kind of on it. Yeah. And that, that is glowing under the UV light that is in the weed room. So he's kind of like, you know, black lighting almost kind of thing. And Moses is like, I wish I'd never chased that thing. And he's all full of regret and everything. Wishes he'd just gone home and played FIFA like Biggs had suggested they do. And then... Moses tells Sam that he didn't know she lived in the block and they wouldn't have attacked her if she had. And she kind of like, so what, it would be okay if to mug me if I didn't live here? Right. And the pest is like, hey, don't be so touchy. Like, he's trying to apologize to you. <laughs> but still, I mean, still, that is fucked up. Like, you, you, know, you, you know, I get it like territory and that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. still.
2: You know.
0: Moses goes over to look at the dead alien and when he's looking at it, he's standing there under the UV light and we see that like, there are splotches that light up all over his jacket and his hat. So everyone can see, like, he is just lit up, covered in stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like CSI, super. Yes. He's just covered in shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Brewis is like, it might be some kind of pheromone, like, because he's went to uni and he took some classes and he watches a lot of the National Geographic specials with Ron also, too, apparently. Uh-huh. So he thinks it might be some kind of pheromone, like an eco-hormone that triggers a social response. Maybe the one they killed was a female and the others are male and the pheromones are how they're tracking them. I guess that would explain like the difference in morphology mm-hmm. between the two. So, although usually females are larger, but not always. Not always, I yeah. Alien, Sometimes
1: there's... Alien smaller. taxonomy
0: might be different. Yes. So, I mean, humans, obviously, females are generally smaller. But anyway, yeah. So, he theorizes that maybe the creatures sort of float through space like spores. And then when they <laughs> land on a planet... The female leaves a pheromone trail for them to follow and to breed and, you know, basically take over and all that kind of stuff. He suggests that Moses take off all his clothes since they're covering the stuff. And then Pest is like, what, you kind of like him? You want to see him naked? So <laughs>
1: yeah. Got to get the gay joke in there. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and then Moses realizes that everyone who touched the creature or Moses, like the cops who tried to arrest him, are now dead. So if they follow that scent, maybe Moses can lead them. And then Bruce is like, "Lead them where? And he's like, somewhere I can blow them up. Moses killed that thing and brought it to the block. Now he's gotta finish what he started. Yeah. So then we see Reggie and Gavin and they're on the overpass walkway thing with their squirt gun and they see the creature and it's just like sitting there like a dog, like just waiting for Biggs to come out of that dumpster, just sitting in there. Mm-hmm. And we hear that Biggs is on, inside we hear Biggs on the phone with his mom trying to explain the situation. <laughs> and she's like, you need to get home now. like." no he's like like i won't ever do anything bad again i promise and i love you and he's like she's like you need to get home in 10 minutes she's just close, <laughs> like not listening to a thing like he's like i'm gonna die and i love you and i'm sorry but she's like you need to get home now you're gonna be in so much trouble kind of thing. <laughs> yeah and then he hears the creature shriek and we see that reggie is shooting the creature with his super soaker and then gavin throws a firecracker and the creature just goes up so he had, like gas or something in this? yeah room.
1: i don't know exactly what oh. it was but it's some kind of like lighter fluid or something very flammable so yeah yeah
0: and we see bigs like got the lid open he's watching from the dumpster and the creature's on fire and then gavin and reggie come running down but when they run down like there's a whole bunch of police there and they're like police blah, blah. so they like run and they jump in the dumpster with Bigs. <laughs> and then he's like oh hey you guys burn that thing good and then he's like crubs and mayhem and they're like
2: yeah because
0: <laughs> like he calls them by their names and they're like you know they they're in now like they killed an alien and called them by their name so yeah they're, right.
1: they're doing good i just it's so funny too because it's such a good illustration of how fucking useless the cops are like they're right there yeah because like, they haven't done shit no and like <laughs> this alien was sitting there guarding banks for how long they did nothing did not look around did not you know nothing and these two little kids come <laughs> With a super soaker full of lighter fluid and a firework and they solve the problem. But then, of course, the cops are going to arrest the kids if they get caught. So, yeah. Or take yeah. them back we have, home. Like,
0: like, well, like, uh, you got to assume the cops saw them jump in the dumpster. So the cops are probably going to get them, right? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah.
1: So back up in the weed room, Brewis uses the UV light to check Sam for any pheromones on her clothes and then says she's clean.
0: Yeah, and she's wearing like his pants and like someone else's jacket because they like basically got like a set of clean clothes. Yes. So make
1: sure that there's nothing on it. And he, she's like, are you sure? Because I'm betting my life on it. Moses gives her a phone and tells her it's one floor down, 191. Call him when she gets there. And then Moses makes Pest hand over Sam's ring and returns it to her. And she thanks him. Then she's like, even if you can outrun them, how will you get out? You don't have to do this. But Moses insists that he does. So Sam. Oh, and
0: you know what? I'm sorry. You know what? In this scene, I just realized I was going to put it in the summary and I didn't. But in this scene also, well, I think it's a little bit before. It's before she gets the new clothes. Pest is trying to hit her on her again and ask her like if she has a boyfriend. Or oh something. yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, well, where the hell is he? He's not doing much help now. And she's like, he's like in like Africa, like helping whatever. And, and, and oh, he's, he's in. I think she actually names the country, but and he's like, oh, you married a black guy? And she's like, no, he's like working like for the Red Cross, helping people. And he's like, what? He can't help kids here in in the UK. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. Yeah. It's cool to help another country, but you can't solve the problem. I mean, obviously, like, it shouldn't matter what country you're in. Like, you should just be helping people because people are people. But it also is that kind of thing, like, oh, we'll go help these people, but you can't solve the problems where you live. Yes. So
1: No, definitely a good call out. There's a lot of good call outs in this movie of stuff that's just like, yeah, very problematic in our world. So Sam eases out of the pot room and slowly creeps down the hall. And as, she, as she's moving down the hall, Ron opens his bedroom door and asks if it's safe. And he's kind of like, you know, is it safe? And she just, like, shakes her head. She's like, no. And he says, okay. And he wishes her luck. And he shuts his door again. <laughs> I don't know. I love Ron.
0: How can you not? It's Nick Frost. I know, I mean- right?
1: Yeah, it's great. So she moves through the apartment cautiously. But as she moves, we see that there are creatures in there. And they're ignoring her. So she manages to get out into the hall and down to apartment 191, which is Moses's apartment. Once she's in there, she calls Moses and she's like, are you sure no one's here? And he's like, yeah. And we see that the place is a wreck. Like there are food containers everywhere, pizza boxes, just like, you know, stuff is just a mess. It definitely looks like a teen is living there alone. So she asks who he lives with and he says his uncle. She's like, where's he at? And Moses says he comes and goes. Goes mostly. And then she sees Spider-Man covers on the bed and like toy figures atop a TV. And she's like, do you have a little brother? He doesn't. So she asks how old he is and he says 15. And she is surprised to hear that, right? Because like this guy is the guy who mugged her and she was, you know, kind of freaked out by him. And like, he's only 15. He's a kid. He's got freaking Spider-Man sheets. Like, come on. So she tells him that he looks older. (laughs) He does thank her for that, which I thought was funny. Meanwhile, we see Pest is getting stuff prepped. On the phone, Moses directs Sam to shut the hatch, turn on the gas, close the window, and then leave the front door unlocked. Then get out of the block as fast as she can. So she does that, and she wishes him luck. So Moses stands at the door with the dead alien strapped to his back, and he's holding a sword and a bottle rocket. They open the door to the pot room and shoot fireworks down the hall. And then Moses runs into the apartment. And the creature scents him like they smell the pheromones and they follow. And this whole thing is like in slow motion. I thought it was really cool the way they did it. I thought it looked really neat. So he races down the stairs and then down the hall and the creatures are close behind. He removes the dead creature from his back and throws it across the room and the creatures all run to it. He then heads to the window and he tries to light a firework. And of course, as always happens in tense situations, the lighter is like flickering, but it's not really catching. It's not lighting. But finally he gets the firework lit. It shoots into the apartment, which is now full of gas. And he dives out the window as it ignites.
0: Below, people from the block are gathered and watch basically as like the flat explodes, right? Smoke and flames come out. And Sam covers a mouth in shock and we hear sirens wailing and then like tia and dimples are like moses and we see moses is like hanging from a flag that was hanging from a balcony down below so like he's like already like one floor down and then like hanging from there and then he manages to like hook a leg up and like get up and get into that balcony mm-hmm. and then you imagine he can, you know, get out. But damn, I what was it? I'm wondering like what was his plan? Like
1: Yeah, I don't I'm was he sure thinking he of the flag? flag was there. I mean he probably knew he it was like, there, it. but yeah. Was
0: he gonna be like self-sacrifice and just like maybe I'll live, maybe I won't. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I'm not sure, I'm not sure he would survive a jump like that, but
1: yeah, I think he knew the flag was there, but yeah, it's a crapshoot whether you're gonna be able to grab it, right? So like ugh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Pest and Bruis and Ron. Are moving cautiously down the hall, and it's like full of smoke, right? Like how it was before. It's all like with the lights are on. So it's, it's like, it's like almost like super bad, like fog. Like you can't really see. Mm-hmm. But through the smoke, they kind of see something moving. And Bruce is like, oh shit, is that more monsters? And Pess is like, sort of. And we see us the police. And they're like, drop your weapons, get on the ground, all that kind of stuff. So, and then Moses comes down in an elevator, and then I'll. Police are like, put your weapons down, put your hands on your head, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, he drops his stuff and puts his hands on his head. And then we see police leading them all out of the building and they're, you know, being police. And like, they're like telling like Pest that he's resisting arrest. He's like, I ain't resisting arrest, you're pushing me. I can't, I'm gonna fall down. Cause he's got kind of a messed up leg. And then, you know, they're protesting and they pass the gathered crowd. And then Pest starts shouting like, Moses saved the planet from an alien invasion. He's a hero. And then Tia shouts for Moses to call her. They'll get him some help. And then Biggs is there. He's in the crowd. And he's like, why do you always arrest the wrong people? Moses is a hero. Don't you get it? He saved the block. And then a cop goes up to Sam and is like, you were the ones who were ready with my offer tonight, weren't you? And she's like, yes, I was there. And he's like, they lost their lives. And she's like, yeah, I know. I saw it. We were attacked. And then he assumes that like it was them who killed the officers. Right. He's trying to get her to say it was them, and she's like, "No, you don't understand the boys you're arresting." He cuts her off. Like it was was it them? And she says, "No, I know them. I'm their neighbor. They protected me." And then the crowd, including Props and Mayhem, have showed up. Are all like, "Well, actually, Props and Mayhem are like, brove, brove, brove." But everyone else is like Moses, Moses, Moses. And he gets shut into the police van with Pest. And then inside, Pest is like. Can you hear that, Moses? That's for you, man. And then Moses smiles, and it's the end.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's the first and only time he smiles in the movie at all. So I thought it was really effective because it's like he's just had this stone face pretty much the entire time. So, yeah, it's nice.
0: Well, I mean, we can... He hasn't had a great life.
1: No, no, obviously he not. Hasn't had,
0: he hasn't had he hasn't had opportunities at all. No. So and he's
1: living basically by himself. He's fifteen. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we did mention that Cornish had based Brewis on his younger self, like how what he was like in his twenties. Uh, the movie itself actually is also written based on Cornish's life because he himself was mugged, and then. Like, realized that the kids who mugged him were also kind of scared. And so he was interested in, like, what their lives were like.
2: Aww. And then he
0: kind of added some alien invasion stuff. And he actually went around and, like, interviewed kids to find out, like, what would you do if there was an alien invasion? Like, what would you use to fight off aliens? So, like, like improvised weapons, that kind of stuff. So he kind of, Yeah.
1: Well, that's really that. cool, because so. it it does feel really true to, like, how kids, like, especially the little kids, how they're out there with their squirt gun ready to fight aliens, but, like, even the other, like, the older kids, like, they're just grabbing whatever they've got that might work as a weapon and just trying to, like, I don't know. It, it feels really true to life.
0: Well, and also, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more, like, the, the whole social commentary part. Like, sure. Gavin and Reggie, like, even at that age, they realize, like, Probably their only way to do anything is to end up like hooking up with like a group who is going to be, you know, mugging and robbing and whatever, dealing drugs. Like, even at that young age, they're like, hey, we want to be with you because it's like our only opportunity. Right. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. A sequel was announced on May 17th, 2021.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then as of January 27th, 2023. The film is apparently still in development. Yeah. So, but it is going to be with uh, John Boyega. He's going to be involved in it. And then obviously um, Cornish is going to be working with it. So, but I think uh, Boyega is actually going to help produce it.
1: Oh, cool. So he's
0: more established and stuff.
1: Yeah. So he's
0: going to be more involved with it, but they actually want to do more of like the social commentary stuff. Cause now like, you know, it's been like what, 21, this was 2011. So it's been like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be older. And so dealing with that, like, as life moves on and maybe another alien, I'm assuming another alien invasion, but also just be interesting to see, like, obviously at the end we see he's getting locked up. Right. So, like, what's that going to be? What's his life going to be like?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely heard there was a sequel coming and I've been excited for it. So that's good. I'm glad that it's still in the works. Yeah.
0: I mean, especially now, the The most recent thing I could find was actually from like February 11th or something, but it was just reiterating the same thing from like the January 27th right. interview, which is like it's still in development. There were no dates and it was even like until we hear, you know, dates or something. So and then I imagine like with the strike and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't know how I mean, the UK is kind of outside of that but also kind of inside that so i don't know well, it
1: also but depends on how many they're... of the actors are union and like obviously boyega does star wars so i would imagine he's union yeah but...
0: so what i imagine even if they're not they're probably like a lot of places that aren't part of the unions are still like doing stuff in solidarity mm-hmm. so yeah like nick frost and simon pegg just canceled a 10th anniversary for the world's end they were gonna have a special viewing and a q a and they decided like you know what this is something that already exists but we're gonna cancel it because we don't want to be giving anything like that yeah while this is going on until people get well and they're
1: also asking so. the um union members to like not promote things and not like go to panels and not go to openings and stuff like that too because that's part of the strike yeah. so it's not just acting and things it's also all the stuff that goes with it yeah
0: but yeah so i had not seen this before this was your suggestion. Because after we did our, because with the exception of Paul, which is another thing you recommended to me that I had never seen before, our last batch of UFO movies were all things that I came up with. Right. And then you suggested Paul, and I love that. And actually, Nick Frost has long hair in this movie because this is right after Paul, and so he still had the long hair. That's his real hair. He'd grown it out for Paul, and he still had it, and so for this movie.
1: Oh, cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I had heard of this actually because an author on Twitter who is from the UK had mentioned it. I can't remember why, but it just got brought up and I was like, oh, that sounds really good. And then I like found it on iTunes and I was like, oh, I can like buy it. Cool. So I can like watch it because it wasn't available anywhere else. And so, yeah, that's how I first saw it. I can't remember when, probably around 2013, 14, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've seen it obviously a couple times since then. So I this enjoy my- it a lot. <laughs>
0: This is my first time and much like with paul i am very glad you brought it up because i enjoyed it a lot i know you said that you kind of got a little teary when Biggs was all like you know i'll see you on this side dennis kind of thing you didn't mm-hmm. know dennis was already dead i have to admit i got like that lump in my throat at the end when they're all mm-hmm. chanting for moses because mm-hmm. you know so
1: yeah I mean I think it's just a really solid movie and like I said it feels very much like what would like kids and teens do and then like it's just really well acted and it's just really smart because you have like this dynamic of like these teens are running around causing trouble because they don't have other options and they you know they're just trying to survive and like there's this woman in their building that they mug, and there's this contentious thing, and in the end, they like do have to come together, and I always love that. But then I think it's just neat, because you do kind of learn, like, oh, they're not just fucking around being teen hooligans for the fun of it, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, usually, not to generalize, but I think that's usually the case, where people yes, are no. being criminals because <laughs> they just enjoy it. I oh, mean, yeah. there are some people who do that, but usually it's because there's no other options, so...
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. But it's a good way to show that and also like it's just weird aliens I, I appreciate that they're not like little gray guys or something like i you know it's definitely different and i thought that was cool too yeah
0: because the description pretty much fits like you know gorilla wolf motherfuckers they actually they actually <laughs> a, 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 they actually are like gorilla suits apparently that they wore okay. and then they put the teeth in there um i read that they only made two suits but there are some scenes with multiple creatures in the same, and so I don't know if they did some digi stuff. Obviously they did digi stuff like for the teeth and stuff to make it, and also like to to like really like do the contrast on the suit so that like it showed like, like it's absorbing light kind of stuff. So there are like effects in there, but so they may have just like, you know, layered shots to do multiples, but mm-hmm. I'd read they only made two suits and some, I was like, oh shit. But there are scenes where there are definitely more than two creatures in the scene. Yes. So I'm not sure if they did some digital overlays or something like that, but no, especially like like a first film and everything, it's a it's a extremely well-written film. It's mm-hmm. extremely well directed, I believe. Apparently they shot it over 67 days and they pretty much shot it in order, which is not something that usually is something that happens, right? Usually you're filming like I guess because of the locations they're using, they kind uh-huh. of could. So yeah yeah.
1: because they're pretty much in one spot
0: so yeah and then a lot of them were first-time actors yes Um, some of them did have previous experience but a lot of them were like this was their first gig and on at least one of them it was their only gig so (laughs) uh, yeah actually jody whitaker was really the only name person when this came out because Mm -hmm. she had had some stuff previously um so i think like in 2008 i want to say she had a role in Venus. And so apparently she did really well in that. And that's what got her name out there because this was Boyega's first movie. So, yeah, so she was pretty much the name. But, yep, it was good. I like it. Thank you for introducing me to it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's kind of like a weird alien movie, but I think it's a good one. And I think if you like this kind of thing, it's definitely one you should see. So Yeah,
0: I mean, I had known about it because Nick Frost is in it.
1: But mm-hmm.
0: he's in it. He's not like, you know, it's, it's not like a, a Cornetto trilogy or no. something else that they worked on, you know. And then he's done other solo stuff, too, without Simon Pegg. I have not watched a lot of that either, and I'm interested because I like Nick Frost. I kind of vibe with Nick Frost. He's only like two years younger than me. Oh. He's kind of built like me. He's like a funnier British version of me, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, I I'm probably, I'm probably, probably insult him by saying that, but it's just like, yeah, I vibe with him
1: yeah he's cool and I liked that he was in this movie that was one of the selling points for me I think I can't remember I think this was before Jodie Whittaker was announced as the next doctor I'm pretty sure because I had already it must have been because I'd already seen her in this and I was like oh I know her from attack the block she'll be good in that (laughs) so yeah
0: well and oh. that was only that was only recently too, right? I mean that's only been a few years. It was years pretty
1: recent. You... Yeah, I can't remember exactly yeah. when, but yeah, it's pretty recent. Because
0: it was Matt Smith and then it was Peter Carapaldi, Carapaldi? Yeah, I And then and then it was her. So yeah, so it's it's been pretty yeah, it may have been still it may it may have been late teens, I think.
1: Yeah, um, oh, I think it was closer to like 2017-2018 or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Cops Yay. suck I know. They aren't worth anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is very much. And it's it's become more apparent in our society. But yeah, it definitely has been true for a long time, clearly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause they don't do shit in this movie.
1: <laughs> no. Um, all they do is arrest the kids who saved the day, basically. That's all. Yeah, they, they do show up after stuff.
0: the fact to do some stuff. Yeah. Cause even, and even in the beginning we get that, but like when sam and that old lady lets her in because you know she shows up she can't get into her building because she doesn't fucking have her purse or anything she doesn't have any keys right so she's probably just hoping someone will let her in um and then that, that lady's walking out and, and like are you okay and she's kind of and like yes but not really and so she like takes her inside and gets her a cup of tea and everything so but even then they're talking about the cops how the cops are fucking useless and aren't going to do anything so and the, and the old lady's like, Pardon my French, but and she's not talking about the cost, she's talking about the hoodlums, but she says like, you know, they're fucking hoodlums, fucking fucking monsters. And then she repeats <laughs> the fucking monsters line, which is then twisted because they aren't the monsters. They're
1: gonna No, fight the they monsters. are not, and that is the point. Yeah, it's yeah, I think it's really well done. They do a really good job of like just showing the social constructs and the problems and, you know, the systemic issues and how that comes into play
0: yep yay yay I well i'm really yay, glad good you job. liked it yay <laughs> we don't rate. we don't rate the movies so we're not gonna we do don't. that we don't so but
1: i think if you haven't seen it yet i would highly recommend this i mean i know you can get it on itunes i'm not, where did you watch it Did you watch it on prime well here's
0: the thing i had talked to you about it because i knew you had it and i didn't yes. have it so i was like well let me see if i can get it on streaming so that I don't have to steal it um, to watch it, and it was on Amazon Prime. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll pay like the three bucks to rent it on Amazon Prime and watch it. You get, you know, it's good for like thirty days. You get forty eight hours to watch it when you get it. Like, if you're gonna get mad at me for using Amazon, fine. Get mad at me for using Amazon, but like, whatever. It's on Amazon Prime. But then when I went to go watch it, it was like, "Are you ready to watch?" And I just clicked it, and I got to watch it. And I didn't oh. pay for it. It right. never popped up saying like and the option was still there, like buying options. So I don't know if there's some special thing with me being a prime member that it was for free and I just didn't oh, see that part.
1: Maybe, maybe. Or
0: but usually when that's but usually when there's those, it's all like free to view on when you have when you have prime in there and the little buy options aren't there. I mean, well, the rent options aren't there because you can still buy it, right? If you can watch it whenever, but if you want to buy a copy of it, you can. But it had both the rentals and the buying options. So I'm like, why would I need to rent it if it's free to watch? So I don't know what happened, but I got to watch it for free. So if you have Amazon Prime, it might be free. I can't tell you, but it is available on Amazon Prime. So
1: Nice. Well, that's cool.
0: Amazon Prime Video, sorry use the proper branding
1: <laughs> or yeah i don't even know anymore they also have like free v now and i'm not sure how that relates to prime but it's part of prime i don't i don't care i can't keep fucking track but yeah if you haven't seen it yet highly recommend and then i'm excited for the sequel so i can't wait for that i know it's going to be a while obviously but um uh, yeah i'm yeah. excited to see how they i mean or maybe they just keep that. it
0: super under wraps and they're actually doing stuff i don't know well i guess maybe not that might not be doing stuff now but maybe they were right. doing stuff i don't know but, yeah, so it's been, well, let's see, it was, what did I say? It was May 17th of 2021, so it's been a full two years. Yeah. We're in July now. I don't, actually don't know how long it takes to do that. I imagine you do stuff ahead of time before you announce something, you know, and just be like, we're going to do this, and then you start working on it. I imagine you've already done some preliminary stuff, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. So. I don't know what goes into it either. And, but then I'm also, sure. I mean,
0: there was still COVID shit going on.
1: Yes. In between. Yeah.
0: And then now we've got the strikes so yeah yeah and also they just maybe you know hopefully you know they i i'm going to assume that everyone involved is going to try to make the best movie possible because this movie yeah. was very highly regarded when it came out so
1: yeah yeah well i look forward to it whenever it happens
0: All right.
1: all right I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded in collaboration with Black Cat and Orange Tuxedo Studios.
0: Episode Production Design and Editing is by Lazy End Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz And The Truth is What We Make of It by The Agrarians.
1: I Want to Rewatch is where we talk about The X-Files and X-Files adjacent television and film. If you like what we're doing, check out our show notes for ways to support the podcast, and of course, tell a friend. We'd love to have them join us.
0: Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time, and we'll fuck up some aliens, fam.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! That's the
2: sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound the sound that I
1: attack the block <gasps> attack the block i don't know how to say that cooler i don't know attack the block anyway yes attack the block
0: Hello, we see fireworks are set off around london for guy fawkes day so it's november 4th remember remember it's november 5th remember <laughs> remember the 5th of november sam oh, a nurse fourth. walks up what
1: <laughs> just laughing because you're like the fourth and they're like you remembered the rhyme you're like no it's the fifth i don't know so that was funny <laughs> I me
0: mean, actually, you know what you're talking about yeah